Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered with Rachel Thornhill. She's a corporate tech baddie by day, bougie dirt track wife and crew chief by night. This podcast takes you along for the ride through the ups and downs and left turns only of being a mom, wife, manager, crew chief, and all the titles in between. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Race Wife Unfiltered podcast. I am your host, the one and only Rachel Thornhill, coming to you every Thursday here in my humble abode, I guess. So um, this is our first episode. Yay! I know, that was cringe. You guys just roll with it, okay? So um, this episode is going to all be about what race wife unfiltered is supposed to be about and my backstory and how we got to this. So I guess to start, um, why did I start this podcast? Um, let's just say this is something that's been a long time coming. I started a podcast back in 2019 for a little while And, um, it just didn't resonate with me. It just wasn't, I didn't enjoy doing it. I was forcing myself to do it. And of course, you know, if you're forcing yourself to do something, it's obviously not going to work out. You know, it's something that you're eventually going to get tired of and burnt out on. And so I was like, I've got to do something different. Um, but I didn't know what that was. So I just put off the whole podcast thing and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to live my life like I've been doing pretty much the same mundane type stuff. And it wasn't really getting me anywhere. So I was like, you know what? I really need to do something for me. And so I got the idea. Literally one day this just popped in my head. I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just do a podcast about me? Not trying to just come up with these random ass topics that, you know, that I'm just pulling out of my ass, right? Talk about my life and what I'm doing and just things that are on my mind, right? That way, this is unfiltered, unscripted. This is me being authentically me. There is no script, guys. Like, literally, I have no script in front of me. I am just talking. And that's just, that's how I want this to be. I want it to be like, we're besties. We're literally just sitting beside each other, you and me, face to face, just talking, right? Because in my mind, that's how I would want a podcast to feel. I don't want a podcast that feels like I literally sat in front of my computer and I typed out a script and just told you, in red, the whole entire thing. To me, that that's not me being me. Um, you can tell when somebody's reading something, you know. Um, it's very simple to to tell the difference. And I didn't want that for this. Yes, I say um and I say uh and I do all of that, even when I know what I'm gonna be talking about, because it's just part of my natural speech. And guess what? I'm not going to edit this shit out. 
because then guess what? That makes makes it like not me talking. So everything that I'm doing right now is 100% me. And so I was like, you know what? Instead of trying to do a podcast that seems extremely professional, that ex- that seems like I'm editing this shit for hours and hours on end, why not do a podcast where I don't edit. I don't filter anything. Everything is exactly how it is right now. And I was like, you know what? It's different. It's kind of out of the park. You know, it's not it's not the typical thing, but I don't want to be the typical podcaster. That's just not me. So shit, you might hear sometimes my kid running into the damn room. You know, you might hear one of my dogs barking. I will try and keep that to a minimum, of course, because, I mean, you don't want to hear a dog barking constantly while I'm trying to talk to you. But shit happens. I mean, life is not silent, right? I mean, we have all different things going on in our homes, wherever we are, you know, Um And I'm not going to try and filter all that out. I mean, I'm just living life and you're living life with me right now, listening to this podcast. So you could be, I don't know, you could be just sitting at home. You could be on your way to work. You could be at the office, but I will I will mention this. If you do plan on listening to my podcast, I am not safe for work. I will not I will not hold back. I will cut I cuss like a sailor sometimes. Whatever. So if you have little ones in the room when you're listening to me, or you are at work or anywhere where this might be considered offensive and rude. Um, I would recommend not having my podcast on at that time. So anyway, so backstory. So I, as of now, am 36 years old, (laughs) um, married, been married to the love of my life since 2009. We've been together though, since 2005. Um, and I have two beautiful daughters. One of them, she is 17. The other one is 14. (laughs) So yeah, I am, I am a girl mom, always been a girl mom. And, um, let's just say I, I ended up raising my daughters to have expensive tastes, but not having the budget for that expensive taste, if you get what I mean. So, yeah, um, trying to live a, a bougie life is not cheap, right? And um, sometimes kind of um, overdid that a few times, you know what I'm saying? But um, I love my I love my daughters to death. And um my oldest daughter no longer lives at home, which is okay. You know, I mean, we get to that point, you know, we got to go off into the real world and, and somewhat be adults. Right. Um, uh, but I mean, she's still my kid, you know, 
I'm still her mom. When she needs me, she needs me. When she doesn't, she doesn't, right? Um, and that's how it'll always be. But my youngest, obviously, is still at home. Um, I homeschool as well, which that, and I work a full-time job, guys. Like, I do a lot. Like, this is some crazy stuff. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? But I I love homeschooling schooling my daughter. Um, we... It, it works out for us. Um, and I work, like I said, I work a full-time job during the day. Um, I will not tell you where I work at because I don't need y'all stalking me. Like, l- let's be real. Like, I don't need people going to my employer being like, oh, well, Rachel does this podcast and blah, blah, blah. You know what? I don't need my employer knowing that. It, when the time comes, the time comes. I will, they'll, they'll know soon enough. <laughs> they will. Trust me, they'll know soon enough. Um, if this shit blows up, they'll know soon enough. Okay. No, I should say if and when, when this blows up. All right, y'all, I am manifesting the fuck out of this shit. Like, this shit is going to blow up. Okay. I'm putting that out in the universe right now. So, this will blow up. All right. So, um, so yeah, I work full time in tech in the tech industry. Um, I'm not going to say what my position is, but yeah, I work in the tech industry. I've been in the tech industry for six years now. And so I do this as like a side thing, you know, because this is something that I've always wanted to do, but I've never taken the time to really do it. And so I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's put it out there. Let's see if people like this, what the people want, right? Um, so like I said, love my life, met him 17 years ago, never looked back. We, you know, we have an amazing relationship. And that's what gets to the name of the title of the podcast. So my my husband it, he he works a full-time job, right? Um, but at the same time, on the weekends, he's a dirt track racer. He races uh, dirt late models, the crate ones, though. Uh, trust me, he would love to race super late, but you know how that goes. You got to start small, then work your way up. But he's been a racer all his life. Um, he started racing since he was a kid. Racing, you know, uh, go-karts, motocross, all of that. Then when he was older, he moved up into um, into sprint cars, the mini sprints. And then um, we had to quit doing that. And the reason why is because it got to the point where, and where we live, we live in Louisiana. And unfortunately, the mini sprints, they did, they did, do kind of well around here, but after a while, tracks just stop really running sprint cars. So here in this area, so you had to travel to be able to, um, run sprint cars. So that meant going out of state sometimes like over to Texas. Um, sometimes Northern Louisiana would run them, but that didn't happen very often. And for us, Especially at that time, our kids were little uh, and financially, it just wasn't it it just wasn't in our budget to be able to to constantly do that. And it, it, we wouldn't have been able to run 
on a consistent basis. So my husband was like, I still want to race, but we need to figure out something else. Right. Well, we took a break instead because we were like, you know what? I don't, he, he did. He wasn't sure what he wanted to race yet. So we were like, let's take a break because the girls wanted to race. Right. So they wanted to race motocross. Fine. Sold everything, put them in, you know, put them in to motocross gear, bought them dirt bikes, everything. We bought dirt bikes too, you know, for us. And then we started riding dirt bikes as a family. And then they, you know, they wanted to race and he wanted to race. So he started racing, um, motocross, but trail, you know, the, the, the trail, uh, meets and stuff. Well, of course (laughs) with motocross comes injuries. My husband got into a lot, uh, had a lot of injuries and got himself into a lot of shit. So, um, between injuries with that motorcycle uh, injuries as well, because um, he had a motorcycle accident where he got hit, he hit a deer on a motorcycle. Um, That was about six years ago. And then um, after that, he had another accident where he ended up we it was at a track and he was on his motorcycle and he just completely high sided and broke his collarbone and then he was out of work again for that so he was like you know what i'm not going to do anything that's going to constantly get me seriously hurt so that's when late models came into play. So we've only done the late models for about, we're going on two years now. Um, and we enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy being out there with him, pretty much being his crew chief. You know, um, I work along with him side by side. Like I get out there and turn fucking wrenches. I am not one of those race wives that just sits there on the sidelines. Like I will get out there and turn wrenches. I will pick up, shit. I will haul shit. I will do whatever I have to do to help him get that car ready. That is one thing I've never, I've never done is sat on the sidelines and make my husband work on his car by himself. Uh, we do this as a family because we don't have a, we don't have a pit crew. We are our own pit crew. Like it's me and my youngest daughter out there with him every weekend when we, you know, when we get the chance to go race because we don't race every single weekend we try to race as many weekends as possible but of course due to weather or due to like other things we may have going on we might not go but we're we are constantly out there um you know helping him doing whatever we need to do to make sure that that car runs you know every weekend that we need to go um and we, we enjoy it. We enjoy traveling to racetracks and, and doing all of it. Like, it's not something that was forced onto us. Um, if we truly were not interested in doing it, uh, my husband would be 100% behind not doing it. But I would never make him give up his dream. Um, that is something that he's always wanted to do. He's always done since he was a kid. And he had to stop for quite some time, like, 
um, when he was younger. And that was something that he went, he got back into when me and him started dating, you know, he was like, Hey, I'm letting you know right now, you know, I race and like, it's something I like to do. And if it's not something you're into, you know, I'm letting you know this now, because if it's going to affect our relationship, then, you know, um, this is, this is me. And if you can't, if you don't like it, obviously that means we can't make this relationship work. I knew what I was getting into. I knew. Now, was I a race fan? Not exactly. Not saying that I hated racing. I didn't. It's just that I didn't grow up watching racing. I didn't grow up being around it. My husband did. My husband, his dad raced like ASCS and like with the World of Outlaws and stuff back, you know, back in the 80s and the early 90s. So my husband grew up around racing. My husband was at dirt tracks every every weekend sometimes even during the week because that's what his dad would do for a living sometimes so it's like i you know i didn't grow up with that i mean my parents didn't didn't even watch racing like that was never a thing so my husband was my first like full-blown experience with racing like he was the one that showed me what racing was now i did know of nascar right i mean because nascar is uh, is pretty big so i knew of it i knew of formula one i knew of um indy cars but i never watched any of it like on tv or anything because it was not something that i ever got interested in um, when i was a kid like that just wasn't really my thing um, I did like X Games. That was kind of like really the only like extreme type of sport that I ever watched on TV. So I never got into NASCAR and stuff. But once I met my husband, all that changed when he when he gave like showed me everything about racing. I got hooked automatically. Like I loved everything about racing after that, like almost to the point where it felt like I was about to make it my whole damn identity. Um, like I loved, I love NASCAR. NASCAR is one of my favorite things. IndyCar, I do like it, but like, we don't, we don't follow it as much. Um, Formula One, we just don't really follow it. Not saying that I don't like it. Not saying I would never go to a race. I would, I just don't like, um, Unfortunately, with IndyCar and like Formula One, they don't really come anywhere close for us. So it's like it would be very hard for me to be able to get into it. But see, we go to we go to Talladega um, for the race in October. We've gone for the past two years. And I'll be honest, it's been the best experience I've ever had in my life. Um it's always so much fun. We camp in the infield. We go the whole entire week. Um, and it, it's a blast. Like it's some of the most, the most fun shit that you could ever do. Like I would recommend it to anybody, like at least go one time to experience the infield. It is some of the craziest shit that you will ever see. Like these people know how to fucking party. Like it's, it's insane. Like, it's literally, like, on the level of Mardi Gras in New Orleans, but at a racetrack. 
Like it's it, it's pretty much that that way. So um so yeah, so NASCAR is like a huge thing. And and when I say like I'm a big NASCAR fan, like I'm a huge NASCAR fan, like even when it comes to like the history of it. Um I mean, I went as far as like I was taking classes through full sale to be a sportscaster. And I did my entire presentation that I had to do on the grassroots history of NASCAR. I mean, I could have picked anything in the world and that's what I picked. Okay. Um, so we're talking about the beach race at Daytona. Um, we're talking about Richard Petty. We're talking about the closure of North Wilkesboro Speedway. I mean, I went into all of that. I did a whole entire presentation on that. And um, North Wilkesboro, and that's something I will definitely talk about in another episode because that is one of the tracks that I wish would have never closed in the first place uh, for multiple reasons. <laughs> and uh, and that one, for like, Something about North Wilkesboro really hit hit me hard about the grassroots NASCAR because unfortunately, like, and that was another thing too that um, made me appreciate local racing is that that's what NASCAR grew from, right? But it seems like sometimes NASCAR gets too out of touch um, with their smaller like with their demographic because you got to remember where you came from you can't forget your roots and sometimes i feel they forget because instead of giving all these major tracks and all these other things races they could be giving bowman gray races they could be giving some of these local dirt tracks races instead of putting dirt on bristol things like that you know what i'm saying like I think they forget where they come from at times. And that's something that I've grown to appreciate with the local dirt tracks and the local dirt track racers and just dirt track racers in general. I feel that they don't get so out of touch with racing. They get, they know where they come from. Um, And that's something that, I feel is underappreciated because if you notice the world of outlaws doesn't get the TV time that, um, that NASCAR gets or that IndyCar gets or formula one gets, you know, they, none of them, like none of the local tracks get TV time. You don't hear about it in media. You just, all of that is kind of just like pushed to the wayside. And for me, I felt that my platform give we could give that voice, give that voice of a dirt track racer's wife that does this shit every weekend, you know, weekend and also give this platform to others as well, because, you know, it's not just going to be me. That's on this podcast. I want to eventually interview other people you know, other dirt track racers, wives and themselves, you know, um, because they don't get the publicity that these other racers do. Right. And I feel that 
if more people knew about the dirt track scene and could hear more about it, I think it could open up more opportunities and it can also open up more of a demographic to start going to these tracks and to make local dirt track racing bigger than what it already is. And so that's kind of like what I wanted to do, but I kind of wanted to like put a fun spin on it. Right. Like, sure. It could, I could have made this to be some basic as lifestyle blog slash podcast thing that I'm doing, but you know what? Why not turn it around and make it different and talk about things that, you know, it's not just about the dirt track scene, but also about the wives, you know what I'm saying? Like the wives get left out a lot, wives and girlfriends and partners. Uh, I, I will put it that way because the thing is not everybody is married. Right. Um, and not everybody is, is, is married to a woman. Right. So, cause I mean, you also have female drivers and then we also, you know, have people that are in the LGBTQ community plus community. And so, you know, everybody is welcome here. So that's why I I would like to, you know, offer that platform because we don't, number one, we don't have a lot of female drivers in the dirt industry or even in, even in asphalt, you know, there's not very much female representation as well. And I want to be able to give them this platform too, because the thing is, there needs to be more. There needs to be more representation um, on all sides. But definitely in the dirt track scene, you do have some females that get out there every week. But you don't really hear much from them. So I want I want them to be able to have a platform too. So that's, that's definitely something that I plan on doing. This is not going to be all about me. Sure, I want my voice to be heard, obviously, but I do want to be able to give other people a chance to have their voices heard as well. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's literally what this whole podcast is going to be about. You know, I'm, I'm glad if you stay to the end of this, you know, I mean, this is, this is huge for me. This is something that I've never done before. And I am hoping for the best. I really, I really want to be able to give more people the chance to tell their stories, especially being, you know, in the dirt track industry. It's just not, it's just not covered like it should. So guys, um, thank you for being here. I will see you guys next week. Like I mentioned, I'll be here every Thursday, except holidays. You know, if a holiday falls on a Thursday, you know how it is. Um, And I will see you guys next week. Take care.